Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Well, we've spoken a little bit about the Cincinnati side of things for this Super Bowl. We had the pleasure of having George Vogel on a little earlier, scn.com.au, to hear the full chat. Um, but we want to get more of the LA scope and the, and the national scope on how this Super Bowl is shaping up in the US. And there's no better to speak to than a man who's been at the helm of Sports Centre 11 to 1 for a very long time now. Uh, he's an encyclopedia of all things US sport. Uh, his name is John K. Anderson. He's been good enough to jump on the line with us, John. Hello to you. Thank you so much for some time that you've been able to spare for us. Um, how is this week shaping up Super Bowl? There's no bigger time of the year in the U.S. No, it is. It is. Uh, it's as close as we have to a national holiday that's not actually a national <laughs> holiday. You know, they have pushed before that they said they should just make the Monday after because we, we, we celebrate every national holiday on Mondays. Regardless of when it is, we observe it on that Monday so we can have the long weekend, whether it's President's Day or or Labor Day or Memorial Day, and people are like, everybody spends their time in this. Half of them are hungover. Work productivity on Monday is a mess. Just give everybody Monday off. We'll be better as a country. Um, I, I, listen, I'd go for that. That's fine. Uh, but it is, uh, it is a really um, – it's a, it's a big time of the year. We don't have another event that will draw the eyeballs of 60 to 70% of all viewing Americas. Americans, it just there's no other there's no other show, no other product, no other event that can do that uh, than the NFL Super Bowl. Except for Sports Center, eleven to one, of course. <laughs> I wish, yes, that would be great. Uh, John, before we talk a little bit more about LA, have you got a sense and a feel of where the hearts and minds of the passive fan for this Super Bowl? Uh, leaning towards. I mean, obviously, it's 1989, the last time that the Bengals were even in a Super Bowl. They've never won one. For the Rams, um, this is their second time as LA, their fourth iteration, I think, starting as Cleveland and then going yeah. to LA and then going to St. Louis, where they won in 99, and then now back to LA. Who, who's got the hearts and minds of the rest of America going into there? Who's the sentimental favourite? I think you'd find, and you said you spoke with, uh, with a fellow in Cincinnati, uh, I think Cincinnati has got. I, we just, I think we like the underdog mm. um, uh, for the most part, and that's the easiest way to go. And while LA is really good, and it's nice that they're there, and they're a bit of a um, not necessarily an underdog, but with Matthew Stafford, who had a lot of fans from Detroit because he lost so many years, and people, uh, it's a team that's really likable. Uh, I do think there's some folks that are like, listen. Uh, especially if you're in Connecticut, like I am, like I'm cold. It's 32 degrees. I just did a sto- did a did a, a show with a fellow from LA, and he was complaining that it was 91 and a little too windy playing golf today. And so, quite frankly, we're just in a disposition. <laughs> Everybody that's mostly under snow cover that I don't think I need to like those guys for the reasons of this. Uh, and I think they are always sentimental favorites for the underdog. And so I think, by and large, if you just said to a person, "Hey, who do you have?" I'm like, I think I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Again, kind of a likable group, and L.A. seems to have enough. They've got stars and Hollywood and Disneyland, and I don't necessarily think they need a Lombardi trophy. (laughs) And they've been winning. I mean, the Dodgers have been winning. The Lakers won a couple of years ago, so they're not without recent success, whereas Ohio, it's been a while since LeBron uh, hoisted up uh, that trophy. Uh, So um, when it comes to L.A., it's. It seems like for for every other sport, 
LA's been a dream and a happy hunting ground for for the Lakers, uh, for the Dodgers. Uh, for 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 so mm-hmm. many other organisations, but football has had a very strange existence in LA, hasn't it? Like the Raiders were there and then they weren't there, and then now you've got the Chargers back there and the Rams have now back there for the second time. Why is it that football seems to maybe struggle in LA? Well, I, I don't know that it's LA proper. Honestly, I believe it. It just goes down to owners who went money hunting mm. um, when they originally came out from Cleveland. Uh, that was the trend, as as you mentioned. You know, the Dodgers had come out and the Giants had come out and gone to San Francisco, and it was seen as sort of um, um, this golden land, uh, as so many people did, right? The land of opportunity and the land of success and, and sort of uh, um, milk and honey and, and gold. And then L.A., they, you know, they left here. Excuse me, I left. They left Los Angeles to St. Louis just because they got a sweetheart deal, so they got more money. And then when they didn't get as quite a nice deal as they wanted in St. Louis, and in that case, really it was the city not doing some things they had promised. Well, then there was L.A. ready to welcome them back with the with money and their owner, who oddly enough was a Missourian, and everybody thought, oh, he's a home guy. He'll never leave it, move it from the state of Missouri. Uh, was more than happy to go back because he realized there was all kinds of money to be made. So, yes, they have been a bit nomadic, but it's like most of these L.A. teams. If you just follow the money, that's where it is. And so, they, you know, Oakland didn't pay, so they went to L.A. And suddenly when L.A. couldn't pay up again, they went back to Oakland. And, and when Oakland couldn't pay up again, now they went to Vegas. So um, I don't know that that's the case. I know with, for a while there was just no way to move a team back there. They were just kind of frozen out. Um, the the NFL at the time was down to an even number of franchises, so it would have been hard to add just one just to put a team in L.A. Um, so they didn't really have a partner. So there were a lot of reasons that I think it didn't it didn't um, find its way back there. And like anything, uh, people in L.A. found out they could do other things. Uh, for the longest time, UCLA, USC football was hot. You know, the uh, the local university was mm. winning national championships, and they became the story. And quite frankly, if you've ever been to LA, there's a lot of stuff to do there on Sunday besides, yep. you know, uh, going to an NFL game. Right? The beach is nice. The mountains are close. You can do a lot of things there. And so it's different than if you say you're from my hometown in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where there's only a hundred thousand people, and the Packers aren't there on Sunday. There's not a lot to do. Believe me. After I've mown my lawn, I don't know what else is going on. And so um, L.A. has enough where I don't think they missed it. So it's a curious relationship, but I don't know that it is L.A. didn't like football, L.A. didn't want football. I think it was owners sort of mistreating uh, L.A. in the market. So with what they've done now, and obviously given all those changes, they haven't had a Super Bowl for any of their teams since 83 when the Raiders were there. Mm -hmm. So... They so the owner Stan Kroenke builds billion dollar stadium. It's phenomenal, and that's where the Super Bowl yeah. is going to be played, as we know. But in, and then they went to the draft. They tried the build. Sean McVay comes in, the the boy wonder coach. Um, thirty, I think he's thirty six years of age. And then it seemed like they made a decision to go. Okay, we're an LA team trying to do maybe what they're doing in like those traditional football markets. We're trying to do this build and have you know the the the, the proper kind of program. They've scrapped that. They've given up all their tra- the draft <laughs> capital. They've said, give us stars. Yeah. So we get Matthew Stafford. You bring OBJ in, Odell Beckham Jr., one of the most uh, no- recognizable figures in football. Um, Aaron Donald came in a few years ago. Uh, Cooper Cup, obviously, has been there for a while now. But you get Jalen Ramsey 
they they stacked it with a list. They stacked it with stars who are also celebrities. Yeah. They did what LA. They're an LA team, aren't they now? I think you've hit that perfectly. Yeah, they they kind of match the city. Mm. Um, if Ohio is and people like Ohio or Cleveland or Pittsburgh in our Rust Belt um, are gritty and hardworking and just you know go out there with your lunch pail and and don't complain and and put the yoke on and work. LA is like that. Yeah, we need stars. We need people that are identifiable. We want this thing to be a great place to go. It needs to be a far uh, a party. It needs to have that LA vibe. They've done that. Um, I don't think they're there people can go ahead and you can build uh through the draft and hopefully your pr your 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 uh uh your your development people mm. and your drafting people and your personnel people have have hit the right guys the other option is if you're close to go ahead and do that and i think that's what la did they drafted well with an aaron Donald, uh and they've had some key pieces and they you know they did all right with jared goff and got to a super bowl and so now they've tasted it and like okay how do we get closer how do we not waste aaron donald's years when we're this close and while those draft things are um, valuable in the league today with free agency, um, you can move around a little bit. And so maybe that first round draft pick, especially if you're good where you're drafting 28, 29, 30, it's never a top five pick. It's never a top 10 pick. Um, those maybe don't have the value. And you're like, here, we'll let the lions have a couple of those because I can get Matthew Stafford and I can make a difference. Um, I, they got Von Miller, quite frankly, on the cheap. They mm. got Odell Beckham. They took a gamble there on the cheap. And you got a guy that had um, had his time to shine in New York and then realized, listen, I'd like to win again. I, I think yeah. that's important. And all the flash is – it's funny, right, because that's the opposite of L.A. Um, but all that flash, all that notoriety hasn't made me a champion. Everybody just goes, look at that guy. He's discontented. Um, so there's been a bit of a nice convergence on some of those things. Jalen Ramsey, they did spend heavily on he and yeah. Stafford. That's where they spent a lot of those things. Uh, but those are the two most important things I think you can have is you got to have a good corner uh, because the way the game's played now, and you got to have a quarterback who can throw it. Here, Donald's nice. You want to put pressure on him, obviously. But those are really key things. And if you're that close and, you know, you have sort of that window of opportunity everybody talks about, uh, I think it's, it was a smart play them for them to splash. And the other thing is if you win one of those – then people are willing to sit through a rebuild for a year or two that may only be eight and eight or might be seven and nine. Um, I need to readjust my numbers, right? Cause we've gone to 17 <laughs> games now. So it could be eight and nine or nine sure. and eight, and six and 11. Um, you know, they won't last forever, but they're willing to kind of trade that to go, okay, we've done it. Uh, we've got our championship. And like you said, with the, like the Lakers, uh, like the Dodgers, the Kings in the last decade of one, two Stanley cups. They're like, we want our parade too. Um, so I don't necessarily think they have spent unwisely or mortgaged a future um, in a bad way, because I think if they win this, um, then that will be worth it. And if there are some lean years to follow somewhere down the line, paying the, uh, you know, paying the piper, as it were, I, I think we have shown anyway uh, recently that that's worth it. We're willing to take that one championship if the trade-off is we've got we've got a year or two there where we're not in the fight. Uh, we're speaking to John Anderson, ESPN Sports Center host, uh, eleven to one. And the smart thing about that is too that because they're, they're still trying to rebuild that fan base, and there's no better way to do it. Everyone loves a winner, so they'll jump on that bandwagon, quick smart, and with all the celebrity endorsement and everything like that, it's, it's a clever way uh, to do it. John, where's this game won and lost for you between these two teams? Do you think? 
Yeah, I think it's always humorous. Um, there'll be a six-hour or more pregame show <laughs> every Sunday. Yes. Here, there's a three-hour pregame show. Yeah, and I think they should last three minutes because <laughs> whoever controls the line of scrimmage, who can run it better, and who doesn't make turnovers will win the game. Hmm. There. Now, somehow we got to stretch that into six hours <laughs> or three hours, um, but that's where it is. And if and I think if Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller can wreak havoc up front. Um, I think they have enough offensively that they take care of business. But that, that to me, is it. If you, if you can't handle that, and I worry some about the Bengals' offensive line. My goodness, they gave up nine sacks to Tennessee. Um, they were able to overcome that because mm. I don't necessarily think Ryan Tannehill in Nashville is a terrific quarterback. I think Matthew Stafford will make them pay for that, and, yep. and they won't be able to just kind of um, sack a guy nine times, punt it, and get off the field. Um, so I think, like most games, that's where it is. Uh, but in this case, it's a little more because the big stars for L.A., their defense is here's Miller can come off the edge. Uh, Donald can, even if he's not getting to the quarterback, which he usually does, he's still going to take up two guys, sometimes a third guy in the line. And the best player for Cincinnati at offense, um, aside from Burrow, who they'll hopefully pressure, is Jamar Chase. And if you can take a guy like Jalen Ramsey and lock him down on it, you've made things really, really hard on the Bengals. Um, that said, I have bet against them at every single stop so far and have managed to come up empty. Um, and so they have, they have shocked, but I, I, I really believe that that's, that's too much. I think that just down where all these things are, are decided where guys just still just try to butt heads and who can impose their will, who has more force. I think down in the line there in those front sevens, uh, I like Los Angeles there. Uh, John, I can't let you go with asking you two more questions, please. Um, the first is, if my memory serves, you were the host of a TV show called Wipeout for a, f- for a <laughs> fairly long time. Am I right? I was indeed. Yes. Yeah. With a very good friend. Yes, with a great friend and really funny person named John Anson. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what is That show is always fascinating to me that people would be willing to put themselves through that. Um, and for those who don't know the show Wipeout, it's essentially uh, just a, a theme park-sized obstacle course where the idea is that you will end up flipping head over, A, a over T into a, a pool of water somewhere, getting knocked over by a... It's, almost, it's like Ninja Warrior mm-hmm. for people that aren't Ninja Warriors. What's your funniest memories it of that is. show? Uh, well, one working with, with John Henson, who was just tremendously funny. And there were times I felt bad because he would say some of the funniest things. And I'd either break the take or we'd do it and I'd make it into the, to, you know, to safe zone where I could break up laughing. And then some poor fella, sometimes it was a little old lady would come around the corner and say, um, you can't say that on TV standards and practices. <laughs> you might be able to do it on sports center on cable at midnight or from 11 to one, uh-huh. but you can't say it on Thursday at eight o'clock. So that was some of it. Uh, it was just a tremendous show to watch. It was great because the contestants were there. You thought they had some uh, modicum of ability athletically, or it was some loony bird or some average housewife. They all had the same chance, uh, which I totally enjoyed that. And then my favorite part is I never once had to actually run the course. And <laughs> years ago, I was covering the U.S. Open. Yeah. And Paul Azinger, who's been a Ryder Cup captain and who has won the PJ Championship, and he said to me, he goes, you ever run that thing? And I said, no. And he goes, 
Okay, so I don't get it. How You shouldn't be able to commentate on that <laughs> if you've never run the course. And I said, Paul, I'm, gonna, I'm sitting here with you this week, and we're going to call the U.S. Open. And the USJ has yet to let me play in this championship, mm. but I'm going to get to call it. So have your way. If you let me play here in the U.S. Open, I'll go run the course. <laughs> but if not, then I feel like we're even. I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair trade-off. Uh, John, last Correct. question. Last question for me before I let you go. You're a Green Bay man. You were born uh, and raised there. Aaron Rodgers, one of the most polarizing figures in uh, in yeah. professional football at the moment. Is he suiting up in the green and yellow again next year? And if not, where's he headed for you? Boy, I, that is really. I mean, that is not just. It's funny. As big as uh, it is a big question in Green Bay, and it's all consuming. It is really the biggest question in the national football league right now, outside of who wins Sunday is people are baffled. And he is a guy that I have no idea. I like to think that they have repaired the, and this is me trying to divorce myself <laughs> from my green Bay Packers season tickets that I hold, even though I can't go because uh-huh. I live 1200 miles from Lambeau field. Um, I do think that they have repaired their relationship enough that there's been some trust rebuilt there. I do think that at his age, he realizes that to go start anywhere, even if they say he, you go to a contender, if you go to a place that's that could win, Denver, they have enough people as where one of these places. Uh, that's still a big ask because Tom Brady they didn't want anymore, and this is a different situation. Everybody in the Packers would like him back, and they've all done all they can to show him that. Um, so I do think. I held out and I thought, no, I think he's going to play with the Packers last year, and he did. And so I think he either chooses to come back, uh, or I think he shuts it down. I really do. And if he doesn't, I don't, I don't know where he lands because I'm not really sure what the market ask is for him. I don't think you can get what you got from Matthew Stafford. He doesn't have that many years left. Um, so it's crazy. And so again, maybe that is me unable to see through my green and gold glasses and just hoping beyond hope. Although I feel like 35 years in this business, I've sort of divorced myself from those things and can see it clearly. So I do think, I think it's his best option to come back. Um, And I think he is a smart guy and he will operate that. I don't think he runs on a whim. And I think when he looks at it, he's going to go, this is the place for me. And they're going to give me two years and they're going to give me 85, $90 million dollars. I can live with that and spend my whole career there in Green Bay. John K. Anderson's been absolutely wonderful. A real treat to have you on. Thank you so much for making the time. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I will do that. And remember, you've promised me I get to come back on again. I'm going to call you. Sure. And you are going to help me talk about all the great athletes that I cover down there that ran as U.S. collegians or I got to see in Tokyo that I think were uh, amazing. It was a great Summer Olympics for the athletics team there for Australia. And so someday we'll talk about that because I love the Super Bowl and I know the NFL, but the runners are my guys or my gals, depending if you got McDermott. Um, and I want to sit and just take notes like she does after every jump. Let's do it. Let's do it. Be my pleasure. Thank you so much. Cheers. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.